Welcome to my Mystical Conversation podcast. This is Sue Frederick. I want to have a mystical conversation with you, the kind where we lose ourselves in the wonders of divine mysteries, share dreams from the other side, intuitive nudgings, and soul mission yearnings. Together, we explore your soul's journey, why you came here, what you came to accomplish, who you came to love, and what challenges and gifts you brought with you. We'll lift above this earthly story, these troubling times, and immerse ourselves in the divine wisdom of the soul. A mystical conversation is like a spiritual retreat for everyone involved, and that's what this podcast is for all of you listeners where we go and remember our soul and just wrap ourselves, marinate ourselves in that spiritual wisdom that is all of our birthright. So I'm Sue Frederick, the author of eight books, including Bridges to Heaven and Your Divine Lens, and I'm an ordained unity minister, a master numerologist, and an intuitive coach. I've helped thousands of clients remember their soul mission and move forward to live their best life. If you'd love to know more about my work, go to suefrederick.com. So I am so honored today to have this amazing guest with me. Her name is um, Suzanne Janine, and she is a uh, amazing soul. I've worked with her for probably more than 10 years, and Uh, What's even more amazing about her is that she's always been an angelic soul wisdom person as long as I've known her. But today she's going to talk about this last year of her life, which has been profound. So let me give you her intro here. Suzanne is a nurse practitioner uh, certified in family practice medicine and dermatology she worked she has worked in holistic and allopathic medicine and healthcare for over 30 years her biggest passion is the spiritual path the connection to the divine and how to best help others on this earth suzanne had the good fortune of being born into a family whose passion was God also, and so it lit her soul on fire from an early age. Some of her first memories were seeing her parents pray at home, and she learned to talk to God at a very early age. She started meditating and doing yoga at age 15 and has been actively meditating for 48 years. Did you guys hear that? 48 years she's been meditating. Her biggest challenge, however, came one year ago when she was diagnosed with leukemia and spent the last year fighting for her life. Well, Suzanne, say hello. (laughs) Hello, Sue. Hello, everyone. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. You are such an angelic soul. You're an inspiration to everyone. And um, just for my numerology people, I'm just telling you that Suzanne is on the Leo 7 path. And that is seven is the number of spiritual pursuit when it's done well, when you live up to the high side of that path, as Suzanne has done. And the Leo is the heart of the healer, which she truly is. And she's also on a seven personal year, which means 
whammy. No wonder this year has been such a transformative time because the seven personal year is lining her up with her seven soul mission. So everything is getting her to become that spiritual guide teacher she came to be. So I guess my first question to you, Suzanne, is... um, you know, I, I told the listeners that you were having fighting, having the year of fighting for your life. So maybe we should start there and you could start with a year ago and what happened. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. You just never know. It's what I feel like. I've mm-hmm. always, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, heard and said life can turn on a dime, you know, and basically that's what happened to me. I feel like, and I, many, many others have said that I was one of the healthiest people that they, that they knew. I think that I knew, you know, we all, you know, have an occasional Cheetos or something, right. but um, yeah, I was like really into health food and, um, you know, really tried to be very diligent about that. But uh, a year ago, I started having um, some pretty significant chest pains and in my ribs and my sternum and so forth. And then I went to the emergency room and they basically said, you know, nothing's wrong and, you know, your cardiac is fine and, and things like that. And then like a couple of weeks later, I'm like, I know something's wrong and I had bruises and so forth. So I actually ordered my own blood tests as a nurse practitioner. I can do that. And uh, they came back and I, I saw these, you know, these labs across my desk and I said, wow, that person has leukemia. And then I saw it was my name. And so I'm like, wow. So um, I just told my office manager in a not very skillful way. Now I kind of regret that. But I said, "Um, I have leukemia. I need to go to the emergency room. So, you know, move on my patients. And so I went to them. Yes. And I went to the emergency room. And then I was hospitalized for um, four weeks at that time. And I had um, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which is a really a childhood leukemia the large majority of people that get it are children Mm -hmm. and it's really quite deadly in adults. So that started this year of fighting for my life. Um, and knowing, you know, basically knowing inside that I was going to be okay, but then there were moments when it looked like I wasn't and Mm -hmm. coming very, very close to death three times in the last year Mm. and now being in remission. So well, first, I just want to say that I I walked or watched Suzanne walking through this journey. Um, we talked and connected several times during it. And just to admire her courage for a moment, one of the first things she wanted to do was do a soul regression session after the diagnosis so that she could go and have a conversation with her spirit guides about what the lesson is in the illness, because Suzanne and I both believe that if your body presents an illness, it's something that your soul is asking you to learn and grow through. And so she wanted to go have that conversation with her guides about what is the lesson in this and and even ask them, you know, if I learn the lesson now and act on it, do I have to go through all the hard stuff? Because yes. as humans, we always want to say, is there a shortcut? <laughs> Please give me one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Suzanne, do you want to share just a brief thing of what the, the spirit guides told you in that sure. um, regression? Yeah. And I have to, you know, I was very, very intrigued by all of it, but I've never really had it happen to me. And, um, you know, I've never had a, 
uh, session before like your like you gave me and immediately I was um you know put with um one of my guides who you said ask his name his name was Roku mm-hmm. and I thought well that's just strange I don't believe that I've heard this right because you know I think of the digital system you know for watching movies or something and I'm like mm-hmm. that can't be right <laughs> and um yet he kept saying that was his name super happy um and so I asked him you know what's the significance of this illness and I was in the hospital at the time so I, I was really I was very, very sick at the time. You had your laptop on the bed and the nurses were coming in and doing things to you while you were talking to me on your laptop. I know. And I just wanted them to leave. But um, anyway, I was very, very sick and I was down and out because they'd started chemotherapy and, Mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of go to the bottom of Mm -hmm. your health. Anyway, so I, I asked what was the significance of this illness and he laughed. And he said, what illness, what illness, he said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And I said, so, you know, the illness that I have. And he said, what illness? And mm-hmm. I was just like, I'll never forget that. And I, at the time I thought, well, maybe he's just seeing me from a soul level where, you know, you are perfectly healthy and divine. Mm-hmm. But it was also like, you know, you, you um, can do your work here on the earth you know, and then you will be healed from this is basically what the station Mm -hmm. was telling me. Like if I, if I didn't want to complete what I was doing and go on to the next level, I could, you know, just be done with this life. But Mm -hmm. I made it very clear that I did want to do what I need to do because I always want to do that. I always want to do what is my highest purpose here how yeah. can I glorify God in the best way? How can I help others? Mm-hmm. How can I be a divine um, messenger for, for, for anyone? How can I help them and, and lift you, them up? And you certainly are, because anybody who follows Suzanne and her Facebook post or social media, you know, even in her darkest moments of chemotherapy and and certain you know complications, cancer is never a straight road. There's always a complication, a twist, and a turn. And with everyone, she met it with grace, with wisdom, with love, with courage. I mean, way better than I would have done, Suzanne. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I think, too, but I, I, think I, want... I would have been a crying baby at most of the most of the points of it. But you were just so beautiful and gracious and strong, and you know. And so, one of the things that um, I think was interesting is somewhere in that soul regression session, we talked about how this was a moment that your soul had agreed to as sort of a personal crucifixion moment, you know, and what in metaphysics, we talk about the crucifixion as death of ego, liberation of the soul, um, and also that it was your crucifixion and your year of living dangerously. (laughs) Mm-hmm. on the That's edge. Right. <laughs> that resonates with me. And I think it's also interesting that as you were going through this, walking the journey, you know, you had been an, an amazing, you still are an amazing businesswoman running all of these medical uh, treatment centers. And you began the process of selling that. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Because I was just rather overwhelmed with, you know, like, healing myself. And then also I was kind of told that I need to, you know, do something else. Like I will be given, um, 
you know, basically the gift of, of a different type of healing or another type of healing if mm-hmm. I obey basically. And mm-hmm. so um, part of it was I need to um, pass this off to someone else if I can. So I did. And you did. I mean, that's another thing for all of us to take note of is that in every illness, there is a message of change. So it's like our our ego self wants to hold on to our identity in the world. And yet, as we walk through the crucifixion of an illness, we're going through a reinvention. And so with Suzanne, even though she was incredibly successful um, financially, and she was making a huge difference in all of her patients' lives, she had to say, I released that with trust that walking through this illness will bring me to my next level of being a healer. Um, And it's funny because I asked Suzanne, you know, what do you think gave you the strength to keep rallying no matter what complication you hit, no matter how hard the chemo was? And her answer was, go ahead and say it, Suzanne. Yes, it's definitely years of meditation and prayer and the spiritual life because I didn't realize how much it had impacted my life till you are facing death or you're facing your darkest moments um, in your life. And then I definitely had that phrase in the Bible, the peace that passes understanding. Mm -hmm. I constantly felt that. And it was a divine peace that I had, you know, when I, when I shouldn't have, right. Mm -hmm. When I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have been at peace and I had my moments, don't get me wrong. But they were usually because I was sharing a room with someone who didn't turn off the TV even at night and things like that, where I couldn't find silence. That was my hardest thing I went through, really. Oh, my gosh. You're such an angel. I think I would have been uh, a raging lunatic if somebody had the TV on all night. Oh, it was really kind of one of my hardest moments, really. I called one of my teachers, Pujari, and I said, I just don't know how to do this. And he said, well, just act like this is going to be forever because what you're doing is resisting it. And so if you embrace this moment, you know, and embrace that soul that, Mm -hmm. you know, needs that whatever and, Mm -hmm. you know, send them love and things and it turned into a completely different situation. And then it was like, you know, one day and it was over, but it seemed like it was going to be an eternity. So that, yeah. So what I love about that is, you know, your teacher said, act like this will be forever and quit resisting it. Man, that is is what we all need to remember, no matter what we're walking through. You know, if it's a career upheaval or a relationship ending or our own health challenge, or even the world political unrest, you know, let's accept it. Yes, this is how things are now. And so, I will find a way to walk through it with grace. And it's funny that you even say that because I was noticing that we had some primary elections here in Arizona yesterday. And and um, anyway, and some of them were upsetting me. And so I remember this morning in my meditation, I, I just felt like, okay, well, I'm going to surrender that you know, maybe this is a time of incredible unrest and maybe there'll even be a civil war of some sort. Well, okay, well, then I agreed to be here. So what is my role in this? You know, right? and I think when we take that resistance away, 
oh my God, the heart opens. We suddenly have our connection to the divine to get answers. We can lift above it. And in illness, oh, Suzanne, that is such an important thing to quit resisting it you know? Yes. It was a year of being tortured too. It feels like, you know, Mm -hmm. because I constantly was having a lumbar puncture test Mm -hmm. or a bone marrow biopsy. I've had like so many of those and it just was almost a post-traumatic stress disorder type of thing where it's, yeah. And, but just to like surrender and breathe and like, you know, I'll do what I can, Mm -hmm. but you know, resisting and hating something Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, makes things a lot worse and your heart gets closed and you get bitter and angry and we do not need that. So. We do not. It doesn't help us at all. No, and, you know, I'm reminded of a time um, when I got pregnant, I was 43 and um, I'd never been pregnant before. And I literally threw up all day, every day for about five oh, months. I mean, really. And and it, it, it runs in my family, like many of my female relatives have been hospitalized for that, you know, and so wow. it, it didn't catch me totally I off guard. That's horrible. But what I found, I had a spiritual friend who was such a teacher for me. And and I was saying to him, you know, Joseph, I can't do this anymore. Like I, everything I eat, I'm throwing it up. I feel terrible. And I was working too. I was still editor of a magazine. And um, and he looked at me and he said, look, if you got to throw up, throw up for God, you know, he said, be, <laughs> wow, he, I love yeah, it. he said, throw up for God. Be grateful that you are throwing up. Be grateful that you're pregnant. Throw up for your baby. Quit fighting it. I swear that changed everything. Like I could even then sit there and eat a meal and go, all right, I'm going to throw up for God, you know, (laughs) resisting the lesson. And that is what it is for you to walk through this year of incredible torture. I mean, you, you should tell the listeners you even had, um, what is, what is it that happened in your lungs? You describe it. Yes. It was like, um, when I was down and out with my chemotherapy, I got an infection called invasive aspergillosis and it, um, this aspergillus got into my right lung and it's a fungal infection and it's resistant to, um, most of the medications these days. And the one that works pretty well is an IV, but you can't have it very long. You have to have it in the hospital, obviously. And it's, um, well, really hard on your liver anyway. So that, um, made me, made me, you know, they were, they thought I was going to die. That was one of the times. And I think I was close to it. Mm -hmm. Um, it caused a pulmonary artery aneurysm as well. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, was large and it was, um, pushing on my bronchi and it collapsed my right lung. Mm -hmm. Um, they were going to take out my right lung, but then they did pulmonary function tests and they found that I was only 40% of what I should be breathing. And so they said I would die during surgery. Thank goodness my lung didn't get taken out because now um, I still have those problems. But um, the pulmonary artery aneurysm has shrunk a lot. Mm -hmm. And the thoracic surgeon um, told me he's never, ever seen that happen. And it's, it's shrunk about to one third of the size it was. And that's just amazing. That's another miracle I've had. That is amazing. And, you know, I was wondering, well, actually, you and I have talked about this before, if during the process of all of this, if you 
um, felt the presence of or had communication with your departed mom or departed sister? I definitely um, felt them close to me a lot. Um, my sister was a head of um, of um, laboratory sciences at the University of Tennessee when she was alive. She died of cancer, lung cancer. But anyway, she um, she was always. I felt like she was helping me with the hard laboratory things, and that was just like her. I'd call her if I had questions about a patient's labs. And she was just always there for me. And I feel like she was, um, when I was really having tough times, I really felt her presence a lot. Mm -hmm. And my mother, like daily, like, I just feel her like right there with me. And she's always smiling at me. And, you know, she said, I love you, sugar baby and honey child. And she just was adorable to me, just holding me. So obviously, your soul wanted to stay here feeling that you're still not done with your soul mission. And I do believe we have several, all of us have several potential soul exit points where we can say, all right, well, this is as far as Uh I can go, you know, or I'm done. But you being such a beautiful, highly evolved soul, you just kept saying, no, I'm here to get this right. You know, I'm going to stick around and, and really learn what I'm supposed to learn here. <laughs> you beautiful. Yeah, soul. you're right, Sue. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. You go ahead. Go, you go ahead. Um, I did. I do have I didn't realize that I had that option until I was very sick and near to death. And I could see so close beyond the veil. Um, I could, I could see into it. I could see my mother like right there. I could really feel her. I thought I called you one time because I felt like that she wanted me to come over into the other side and I didn't want to. And that was last year. And I, I, I really didn't want to go, but I could have at so easily cho- chosen that. Mm-hmm. And you told me it was just her being there for me, that she was so present. And I almost was like, wanted to tell her to go away mm-hmm. only because I didn't want to leave this earth. I, I have more work to do and I, I do want to get it right. Right. Well, on that note, when you really look at all of this from your soul's point of view, do you have an idea of what your, why you've stayed? What is your next purpose, purposeful work or, or existence about here in this lifetime? Um, I'm not quite sure of all of it yet. Um, when 2022 started, I decided to make kind of a mantra for myself. And I, I came up with this acronym, um, S-O-A-R, mm-hmm. um, which is SOAR, obviously, but it meant surrender, obey, act, and receive. Beautiful. And and so I constantly have reminded myself through the year to surrender to all of God's will in my life, even if it didn't make sense to me, even if it, you know, is like crazy at times, mm-hmm. but I have had very clear messages of what I need to do. And then you need to obey. You mm-hmm. can't just, um, you know, hear the message without obeying. So there were, you know, I needed to obey and then action. I need to take action. And that was very clear to me because there are a lot of things you need to do to change your life. And those are our action steps that we have to do. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing was receive. Mm 
And I definitely have received a lot, but I haven't received um, clear instructions yet on what I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm waiting for that. So part of, I think the hard um, lessons is waiting, you know, and patience, right? We, we want things now. Like you said, I mean, I think the hard part of the human journey is that we surrender and we go, okay, I'm, I'm on my knees surrendering to the lesson. Uh Okay. Tell me what the lesson is. I'm ready for the next step. And we don't want to spend any time in that moment of unknowing of surrender. Right. No. And yet my favorite story from Jesus's journey in the Bible, um, because I'm an ordained unity minister and we see the whole story of Jesus's life as him being an enlightened teacher for humanity. And What I love is the story of the Garden of Gethsemane, where he goes in there to pray, knowing that a lot of suffering is coming his way. And he, he actually begs, you know, he says, please take this cup away from me if I don't have to drink this. And then after a little more time in prayer, he says, okay, if this is my cup to drink, you know, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. I will not my will. And, you know, I, and to those of us who look at it metaphysically, that means the will of the divine source and our own God consciousness, rather than the will of ego and personality. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So you've probably had time to think about your life, do your own soul review, because when we're sick, we do review our life and we go, well, gee, if I left tomorrow, you know, how would I view this lifetime? And would my soul be happy with what I've done and learned? And, and so I always like to ask my uh, interviewees, you know, who lives, who dies, who tells your story how would you like your story to be told or how would you like to see it from the divine realms if you were to leave now? I just want to continue doing, I want to to walk my highest path now. And I feel like I was so busy, you know, doing work that I didn't always ask for that. Mm -hmm. So I really want to do that. And I also have, had I've had visions during this year of living dangerously in the crucifixion of mm-hmm. myself, um, where I clearly saw um, that the angels, which we know are, they help us on this, this earth plane. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think that they would love to be here and be able to do what we do, like, you know, walk this walk on this earth, even though it's incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. at times it's it's kind of messy right and it's dense, yes. like like yeah and it's like easy to get caught up in the mucky muck and you know the ickiness and that we have a great privilege a great privilege to be here in this dimension mm-hmm. and this calling we have to um raise consciousness of others around us and raise our own and and i feel like um all the divine guidance that we have and even uh, not even, but the loved ones that have passed, you know, have, are looking to us. I I feel like that the angels and our loved ones are cheering us on, like, come on, you can do this. Let's go, you know, and they were so happy for us that they, you know, and some of, some of them didn't get to finish their, their work here and they wish that they could have more time and we have time here and how can we grasp it and do 
our best work with it while we have. And that's so beautiful. Um, You know, because in my times when I've left my body and visited the divine realms in this lifetime, I've understood right away that the moment we return and leave our body, it feels like we've only been gone from the divine realms for a minute. You know, all of our loved ones are there and and, you know, greeting us as if we but just went, you know, down to the grocery store for a minute and now we're back. <laughs> and yet when we're down here, we it feels like forever the way time impacts us here. And so many of us do hit these points where we say, oh, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I'm exhausted. I, I'm just done. And yet if we can look at it from that soul perspective of, hey, this is just one breath in the long journey of your soul evolution enjoy it embrace it use it for growth use it to help others be grateful that you're still here get it done so that when you cross over you can look at it and go man i gave it all i had every minute of every day and you have done that suzanne (laughs) well you you try that i guess you never feel like you're perfect do you sue Well, none of us are, but that's the thing too, that we're all trying to learn, I think, is that nobody and nothing is perfect in the physical realms. There are no perfect personalities, no perfect physical beings, yet our souls are always perfect because they are part of Mm -hmm. God consciousness. And I think that's a hard lesson down here. Um, And I think that's something even an illness helps us remember, because a lot of the times we spend our work hours, our daily hours trying to do things perfectly, trying to be perfect, and assuming that other people are perfect, even though they're not. And it's kind of like the veil of ignorance here is believing that we're even here to try to be perfect when we're not here for that. We're here to grow and evolve. Yes. And I love what you said about the soul and our soul is like calling us to this higher level, mm-hmm. you know, of, of, um, of being and not to get caught up. Like you said, in the ego, our egos are huge. And I, 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 I wondered how many times that my ego has to die, you know, before it's finally <laughs> dead. <laughs> that It's like, it keeps popping up and, uh, I know. So, yes. Well, is there anything else you want to add or tell us, Suzanne? I just, um, I just know that whatever um, path that I'm put on is going to be better, even though I don't know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, for healing myself, others, that the work I'm going to do is going to be even better than what I've done in the past because God is so involved. And so just trusting that and feel very, very thankful. I'm going to talk about you for a second, Sue. I think I first started working with you in 2010 or something like right. that. Yeah, I think so. And, and I, so that's like 12 years of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just am like so impressed with you and you have helped me so much. Um, just kind of just always wanting me to, you know, go to the higher path. And you always want me to write books, which I'm working on two of them. And um, hopefully some speaking. So I just wanted to thank you for all your great work that you do to help so many people. Well, you know, I always say that we heal ourselves as we help heal others. And 
you know, working with people like you, I consider you to be my teacher, you know, like I have learned so much about love and grace from you. Um, even this past year, you know, watching how you would hit a bump in the road and your illness and then rally and be loving and kind and just looking for the answer. And, oh my gosh. And I've, I've lost, you know, a lot of people I love to cancer and I've watched how they fight it and resist it and struggle with it. And so I know what a hard journey it is. And, to watch you go through it the way you have, I feel like it's a beacon of light for all of us to see your example, to read your story, because I really want you to write and share it. And if today you were talking to someone who had just been diagnosed with a serious illness or even with a serious cancer, what would you say to them? Oh, honey, just embrace it like whether you stay or whether you go like make the most of these moments because even though it's been hard it's bittersweet and now that I'm on the other side of it um you know the other side of this year of you know very much living dangerously I feel like it's uh very very sweet I have so much thankfulness for the experience Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think if we cannot resist it and just kind of be there, be here now, mm-hmm. that's the good mantra. Be here now. Yeah. Um, just totally be here. Love yourself. Love whatever you're going through. I think it's so much easier. And offer our suffering up to God, God or God consciousness, whatever, yes. whatever words are good for you. Offer your suffering up to that higher consciousness. Yes. And use me however you want to. That's a beautiful, yeah, that's a very beautiful phrase. You know, use me, God, use me, God consciousness for all of our highest good. I surrender my will. I surrender my ego. I love my gosh, Suzanne. I love talking to you. (laughs) I love talking to you. Well, on that note, We'll say goodbye on this mystical conversation podcast. And if you, um, Suzanne, do you want to give out a website or a social media? Or are you still kind of playing it low and uh, quiet for a while? Well, I do have, um, I do have one, um, but it doesn't have like my new work on it yet. But it's um, 360 Wellness Centers. That's mm-hmm. plural. 360wellnesscenters.com. Yeah. So if people um, wanted to email you or something, they could go to that site and send you a message. That's right. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Because I know that this will inspire people. And I know that your next level of work is going to be helping people so deeply and profoundly. So it's my honor to know you. And it's my honor to talk to you today. And On that note, if anybody wants to know more about my work or have a mystical conversation with me, I'm Sue Frederick, and my website is suefrederick.com. Thank you so much, everyone.